Our Father, you are good. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for your love. That while we were yet sinners, you sent your son Jesus into this world to redeem us. And Lord, I pray that now as we uh, talk about some topics that are a little different than a typical sermon, I pray this will be a time that will still honor you. That you will remind us of your heart as a father to draw us close to yourself. And so, Lord, I pray that as a result of this time together this morning, that you will be honored and glorified in us as individuals and in us as a church family, and that you will be honored and glorified through the work that you're doing through Freedons and through Freedons missionaries and just all, all around the world, Lord. May you open our eyes this morning to your goodness in fresh ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today, rather than a normal sermon, we're going to be focusing on the topic of forever families. Forever Families is a ministry of Freedom's Church that started back in 2010, and Forever Families supports adoption and orphan care and foster parenting. And the name Forever Families, it comes from the idea that when a child is adopted into a family, that family becomes their forever family. Now, Forever Families has played a big role in the life of Freedom's Church. For quite a few years, because of our focus on adoption and foster care and orphan care, Freedons in the broader community has become known among many as the Adoption Church. There have been articles written about Freedons' culture of adoption in the Ozaki Press, in the Evangelical Free Church's national newsletter. People from other churches have contacted us asking how they can start their own ministry in their church that's like Forever Families. And God has had a huge impact on people's lives through Forever Families. And Forever Families has been a very special part of Freedoms for many who are part of this church. The reality, though, is that seasons change. You know, in all parts of life, seasons come and seasons go. And today we're going to be talk about a change of seasons that Forever Families is experiencing. This doesn't mean that everything about Forever Families is changing. But there are some significant changes taking place, especially in terms of our big events. We'll be sharing a few more details in a few minutes. But we're also going to celebrate today. I want to highlight that because we're going to celebrate because there is a lot worthy of celebration and worshiping God that he has done through the ministry of Forever Families. Now I want to just give us a brief history of the heritage of adoption and foster care that's present here at Freedom's Church. To me, it's, it's pretty special. It's something worthy of, of celebration and recognition. It goes all the way back to the 1960s, when the pastor of that time and his wife, Philip and Audrey Showalter, they adopted two Native American boys. And unknowingly at the time, that started the culture of adoption and foster care here, here at Freedens. You go into the 1970s, Ed and Lila Cohn began fostering children. They fostered 44 children, and adopted two of them. You go to the 1980s through the 2000s, many more families here at Freedom's Church began providing foster care for children, began adopting children. Many families were involved in this. A couple specifically that I'll highlight are Ed and Lila's daughter, Litha, and Litha's husband, Gary, who provided foster care for over 100 children. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? And they adopted two of them. Also from that time period, I want to highlight Pastor Mark and Sue Vole, who came to Freedens, and they also adopted two children. 
And this culture continued to grow through the years. And then in 2009, Shelley and I were interviewing here at Freedom's Church. And one of the questions that we asked the search committee was what the church family here at Freedom's might think if we were to adopt a boy from Ethiopia. Because that was our plan soon after we started uh, pastoring somewhere. That was our plan. We want to know, you know, would that be someone that would be acceptable or something that would be accepted or, and welcomed in the church family? And, and I think for everyone in that room on that evening, no one will forget the response to that question because all of a sudden the room just exploded in noise and excitement as the search committee shared stories about the history and the heritage of adoption and foster care here at Freedom's Church and how we, with that heart that we already were bringing in, would fit right in. And in fact, I am the third consecutive senior pastor of Freedom's Church who has adopted children. And that heritage goes all the way back to the 1960s. Forever Family started in 2010, and since then, this passion, this heart for adoption and foster care and orphan care in the church has only continued to grow. And at any given time, we have at least 20 families involved in the church who have adoption or foster care as part of their family story. And one of the things I love about this focus on adoption is how it reflects the heart of God. For instance, in Psalm 68, 5, it calls God a father to the fatherless. Or James 1, 27 says that religion that God our Father finds as pure and faultless is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress. I also think about how adoption is such a beautiful picture of the gospel and of our relationship with God. Galatians 4.4 says that when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Back in that culture, that was how adoption was described, adoption to sonship, that when a person is adopted, they become a full son or daughter of whoever adopted them. And so it is with God through faith in Christ. Similarly, Romans 8.15 says that the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. And so if we call God our Father, we do so because we have been adopted into his family. From that same vein, I think of John 1.12. That says, yet to all who did receive Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And that helps to illustrate that no one is naturally a child of God, because naturally our sin separates us from God. But we can become children of God when we believe in Christ, when we come to faith in him and follow him. We get that privilege of being called sons or daughters of God. It's a beautiful picture of the gospel. In fact, theologian J.I. Packer has said that adoption is the highest privilege of the gospel. Now to continue this theme and especially to talk more about Forever Family specifically, I'd like to invite up Rose Morgan. Rose has been one of the primary leaders of Forever Families from the very beginning. And Rose is going to be sharing more about the ministry of Forever Families as well as uh, about the changing seasons of this ministry. Thank you. <clears throat> huh. It's hard to look back over all those years. Can you hear me okay? Am I? Okay, good. 
So in 2010, a new ministry was born at Frieden's Church. Some people came forward with a call to action, and Forever Families began at Frieden's. Forever Families' primary purposes were to first raise awareness of the plight of millions of orphans around the world, to help educate, encourage, and empower families that were considering adoption or foster care, and to provide funding for families in their adoption journey and funding for orphan care around the world. As the ministry unfolded <clears throat> and continued to shape and reinforce Frieden's identity that Pastor Brandon was talking about surrounding adoption, foster care, and orphan care to the broader community. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm like <laughs> we, um, we actually had some, some major events came, and that really began to open the door and share about what was going on inside of Frieden's regarding um, orphan care and, and adoption. Um, the best known aspects of Forever Families were these two big events every year, which was Super Saturday uh, on, in September and Adoption Connection in the spring. Super Saturday included a run walk, a giant silent auction, a bake sale extraordinaire, you had to see it to believe it, there's a picture in the cover to give you a peek at it, and eventually a super fun Kidja Warrior fun course. This was our major fundraising event. And then there was Adoption Connection, which began in 2011 as Adoption 101 to help people learn about and navigate the adoption journey. It has been a time of learning. It's been a time of networking and bonding for adoptive and foster parents. Each annual event included amazing speakers and, uh, and networking and facilitators. The early events included um, family dinners and childcare. And adoption connection became a valuable time for networking and other networking with other parents and making connections for growing support networks and tapping into resources. These two events have drawn hundreds of people to Frieden's uh, from throughout southeastern Wisconsin. And I don't know why I'm having so much trouble talking today. It's like, it's, a, it's not like me. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Um, they drew hundreds of people from throughout southeastern Wisconsin, and our church family, really significant in these events besides the, just the focus, was that our church family together came together and supported these events in fun ways and also in very sacrificial ways. And as a church family, through these events, we shared life together, and we got to know each other better. Not only have these events helped raise uh, awareness of adoption and foster parenting and orphans, but Forever Families has provided adoption grants to help families bring children home. It has supported orphan care ministries globally. And Forever Families has provided extra funds to help foster families, especially at the holidays, and support groups for adoption and foster parents have been established, some just for moms, some for dads, and some for couples. Um, over the years, Forever Families has been a special part of Freedom's Church, helping to impact lives locally in southeastern Wisconsin, around the world, but also right here in our church family. From 2010 to 2018, Forever Families hosted nine Super Saturday events. We raised and distributed over $150,000 to support adoption, foster care, and orphan care. Forever Families grants help support 
the adoption of more than 35 children. We hosted Adoption 101, like I said, in 2011, and eight more Adoption Connection events after that. Through Forever Families, people were inspired to become foster parents and to adopt children. Adoptive and foster parents got, were encour got encouragement, wisdom, and practical assistance. Forever Families helped spur the support groups that I mentioned that continue to meet today. And over the years, Forever Families has provided support to orphan care ministries in six different countries, including a total of $10,000 to four orphan care facilities that went out as recently in, as late 2022. People grew spiritually and even came to faith because of Forever Families. Forever Families produced smiles, friendships, and wonderful memories through the years. And as Pastor Brandon said, we have modeled God's heart for the fatherless in Psalm 68.5 and fulfilled his call for orphans uh, to care for orphans in distress. Why are we moving to a new season, and what will the changes be? Over the years, particularly in recent years, world events and dynamics have dramatically changed the landscape and opportunities surrounding adoption. International adoptions have decreased from over 11,000 in 2010 to less than 2,000 in 2021. That's nearly an 84% decrease. We haven't hosted a Super Saturday event since 2018 or an Adoption Connection since 2019. But first, uh, because the building project started in 2019 and then uh, COVID hit in 2020. By the time we could consider resuming those events, the changes in adoption trends and dynamics became more clear. When they're happening, you don't know that those numbers are decreasing, but there were signs that became evident during that time of that significant decrease. And we really hadn't been, because we really hadn't been receiving adoption grant connections, we've only received one in the last um, year or so. Um, this means that the significant need for fundraising in these large events isn't what it used to be. The Forever Families team spent a significant amount of time looking at these things and talking about what the future goals and purposes of Forever Families would be in light of these significant changes. We also recognized and came to better understand the major challenges that frequently accompany parenting adopted children. And we investigated, we spent a significant amount of time throughout that period investigating ideas and providing fin financial, um, investigating ideas of providing financial grants to help families with some of the support that is needed, particularly with some of the specialized uh, therapies, respite care, um, and things like that that insurance and other organizations typically don't provide. We looked at ways to see how can forever families come alongside of people and be supportive in this way. The more we looked at the options, the more we realized that the support was very complex and mostly beyond the abilities of what we were doing. We didn't specialize and we weren't in a position as much as we wanted to be. We weren't in a position to be able to help. Uh, we also learned, which was encouraging, we also learned, which was encouraging, that these types of special services are increasingly available through social services and government support and funding. So we felt very confident that that trend was changing. This, along with the decreased um, adoption grants, reinforced that there hasn't been a significant need for fundraising like we had in Super Saturday.
What aspects of Forever Families will continue as we go forward? First, the foster and adoption support groups will, will continue. They are an important and valuable part of the local adoption community, not just inside Freedom's Church, but among adoptive and foster parents around our communities in this broader area. Adoption, event, adoption connection events are likely to be offered from time to time, depending on available programming and need. We had scheduled to offer a local simulcast of a national event back in May of 2020, but that was postponed and, and eventually canceled because of COVID. We will definitely consider this and other opportunities to connect and help educate and encourage parents as the possibilities arise in the future. Forever Families remaining funds of about $8,000 includes a, a significant amount of that earmarked for an adoption grant that has been pledged but not yet distributed as that process um, moves forward. And then the remaining balance in the account we want to keep, which is a smaller remaining balance to keep for these possibilities of events like the adoption connection or a simulcast or something like that. Also, we will continue to raise awareness by recognizing World Orphan Day every year in November. And our legacy as a church with a great heart and a great culture for adoption and foster care is deep-rooted, and that will always continue. In just a minute, we will have a short video to see firsthand examples of the impact of Forever Families and um, the ministry and its events. An important thing about our life experience or seasons, like Forever Families, is how we grow and we use them in the future. If you miss Super Saturday, if this is all new to you, um, or you miss them because we're not having them anymore, um, don't worry. <laughs> Your chance will likely come, as we expect that the events like our neighborhood celebration this past September and other events will be part of Frieden's story as we continue to serve our communities our neighbors and our communities in the future to help others see God's grace at work and to draw them closer to him. So now, a special look at the joy of Forever Families. I'm Tabitha Sargent, Mrs. Reed Sargent, and um, we just, I just wanted to start by saying um, how thankful we are that you were a part of our journey from the beginning, even before you knew it. Um, so when we first found Freedens, it was just an accident. It was like a really small ad in a newspaper that came to my mother-in-law in Batavia. And it was for an Adoption 101 class. And this was even before um, I was thinking about adoption or um, I was still on the journey to trying to have my own child um, but for whatever reason we went to the adoption 101 class and when we got there um, I think we were the only couple that wasn't from Freedens and it was just very um, not what we expected um, and it was it was amazing to see how many people were there that were so willing and open to share their stories and to pour into us. And this was before I had any faith, so I didn't understand it at the time. And I was still in a place of being kind of bitter and angry at my situation in life. Fast forward to a couple of years later, we did find um, our church, Ben City, 
And that's when I started to discover my faith and my belief in Jesus. And um, we went back to Freedoms when we finally did get on the adoption path and asked for the grant. And um, at that time, again, we were in a pretty broken place where we had spent all of our money on IVFs and I was drained mentally and physically and emotionally. And it just seemed so overwhelming to think that we would ever be able to build a family. And um, your church did such an amazing job of just pouring into us and loving on us and giving us the grant for um, being able to adopt Reed. And it was such an amazing um, blessing to us at the time and gave us so much hope and belief just in the kindness of people. Thank you, Freedoms. Uh, well, we had a friend of ours um, who found out about it. Um, honestly, I don't really even know how she found out about it, but it was very last minute. Um, I think it was like the day before that we found out about it. We ended up showing up like at least half an hour late. <laughs> and um, met some really incredible people and just really started to understand how what it meant to get into foster care, like what an actual commitment it was. It wasn't just, you know, bring these little kids into your house and it's all going to be, you know, rainbows and puppy dogs and all that. It's going to be challenges and hardship and sacrifice. So, um, this is really good, just experience for us to be able to kind of get that knowledge before we actually, you know, really got started on the process of getting into it. So, um, that means the amount of resources that the county has, that like just the, um, the Option Connection itself has, like all of those resources that we found out about was, was really incredible. Yeah, I don't really remember what we went there looking for exactly other than, okay, this is a group that knows what we're here for. I think we had just started the process of applying at that point, and I think we were possibly even waiting for our packet to get mailed to us. Um, but I was so surprised and happy with just this pile of resources we ended up with. I don't think I had thought a lot. <laughs> I don't think I thought a lot about all the services and support we were necessarily going to need. Just We were still in the, oh, you bring kids into your home and take care of them phase. But seeing all of these resources that were available and knowing that kids might need these resources it was just a really good starting place and gave us a lot to think about. I went to my first adoption support group, foster care support group, before we even had children in our care. Well, possibly even a couple times, but yeah, we continue to go. I continue to go over the years before adoption, during foster care, during TPR, and through that group. I mean, everything kind of came to us as needed. You know, the SOS went out when the kids came to our home and we got clothes, we got gates, we got a stroller, we got, we had a babysitter for our first court date and now even post adoption, things still come up since we have an open adoption and it's really good to be able to get feedback and opinions and just even just relate with people who have been there. Cause it's, it's hard some days. So it's really, really special to be able to go to those. That's yeah. a little bit of a commitment because now we, we live, uh, what, 45 minutes away? Not quite that far, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a drive now, but <laughs> it's, it's 
totally worth it. Having being able to have conversations with other parents who are in the same situation. It's, it's its own type of parenting. And as much as you can relate to traditional parents, there are ways you can only relate with adoptive parents. So having that support group is just, it's so special. So one of the cool things to me about Forever Families is there are so many stories of real life impact in people's lives. And I'd like to invite up uh, Trevor and Megan Christian, uh, they have been active here at Freedom Church for many years, and they're going to share their own story uh, and journey uh, into the foster care world. Um, I mean, there's so many more accounts of these types of things that we could share, but we just wanted to share a few snapshots uh, this morning. So Trevor and Megan, uh, thank you for being willing to share. I know it's been quite a journey. It's been fun to know you for many years, um, and just want to be able to ask you a few questions about your journey uh, with foster care. So first of all, um, how did you choose to enter this journey um, in foster parenting? So um, I'll start. Our journeys were uh, very different from each other. Um, <laughs> I started hearing kind of the, the God planted the seed for foster care in me about 15 years ago. I started working in public schools and worked with a lot of kids and their foster families or kinship families um, in the special ed department that I worked in and just started really developing a heart for, for kids in the foster system. That was before I came to Freedens. Um, and then when I got to Freedens, um, in 2011, all of the Forever Families ministry was being developed and starting, and um, so I attended several Super Saturdays, and I attended several Adoption Connections, um, just wanting to know more about the process and um, what the real-life story is about it. Um, I feel like Forever Families really helped me develop a realistic picture of what the long-term kind of um, reality of being in the foster system, working in the foster system kind of is like, um, like, like he said, it's not all rainbows and puppies. There's actually not a lot of rainbows and puppies, but, um, and so, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll let Trevor tell his next part of the story, because we met about 10 years ago, um, which I think is when his foster care piece started. Yeah, uh, like Megan said, that is exactly correct. Um, before I met my wife, I had never been a part of foster care or adoption, or it was never a part of my life. None of my family was in foster care or adoption that I knew of. Um, and still to this day, I don't believe any of them are, but from the first time that I met Megan, um, literally on our first date, she talked to me about uh, Frieden's Church, uh, Forever Families, Adoption Connection, and how she wants to adopt and be a foster parent potentially someday. And I was, uh, I was a little shocked. I was a little taken <laughs> aback. I uh, got to admit, I was not expecting anything of that sort, um, especially on our first date. But uh, if you know Megan, you understand that's, that's Megan to a T. She's very open and honest and tells you what, you know, what she's thinking. And uh, it, it was one of those things like, okay, I took it in, but I didn't take it in. 
um, to be honest. Um, but over the years of being at Freedens and um, being part of Forever Families and Adoption Connection, um, I grew to see where it was valuable and important. And uh, you guys know in my old career in law enforcement, one day I was at work and I was dealing with someone that was having a child and they were in, in jail at the time. And uh, I don't know, I know what it was. Uh, God said to me, I, I literally feel like I could feel it and I could hear it. I could feel God say to me, it's, it's time. This is the time for fostering and to be open to that. And I came home and said to Megan, I think I'm, I think I'm ready. And here, I'll give it back to Meg. <laughs> we, when, um, when we got married about eight years ago, we revisited the foster care topic and um, we decided we were gonna try to have a biological child. And so we um, kind of tabled the foster care topic. And then when Avery was born, we revisited foster care again. And we thought in our, you know, grand planning minds that once Avery got into school full time is probably when we would we would revisit again the foster care topic. Um, but January of 21, um, this, this year is the first year Avery's been in school full time. So we've been fostering two years now, so we didn't wait for that timeline. Um, in January of 21, Trevor came home from that um, interaction at work and brought foster care back up. And I had a family situation where God spoke to me simultaneously but separately from Trevor that this was the time. And so um, we prayed about it. And we really believe God was calling us in at that moment um, to do foster care. So we looked up the Ozaki County Department and requested a foster care packet and started the process. We were licensed in June of 2021 and then got our first placement in, on July 3rd. Um, and her name is Hazel and she's still with us now. Uh, it's been quite a journey, fun to hear uh, this account. Trevor, good job sticking with it, even though it's a little daunting from the first date. Um, how has Trevor Families and Freedoms helped you as you've been in this journey of foster parenting? I mean, actually living it. How, how, how have these ministries helped you out in the process? I mean, Adoption Connection, even before, you know, we actually were fostering, helped just making connections, being able to ask questions, what, what is this like? I remember going to a session with Buffy Jaffke about foster care and what her experience was like. And then, um, so I mean, Adoption Connection, hands down, was has been so valuable in kind of preparing the way I think really God used that for both of us to kind of help us get ready um, and and feel somewhat equipped. I mean, the, the county department does a great job with training, but the faith part of foster care and how do we work together as a couple and the support system here at Freedens, um, I think is really what like more has been more helpful to us. Um, and then the support groups that um, happen on Saturday mornings have been 
amazing to be able to connect with um, other adoptive or foster moms, ask questions about the like legal pieces that are happening, um, or just be able to like cry with someone about you know this is happening. Everything in foster care is, I guess not everything. A lot of things in foster care are what I call happy sad. <laughs> um, for every happy thing that we celebrate, there's a sad piece to it too. It means someone lost something, someone was separated somewhere. And so um, that is a unique thing that people who haven't really participated in adoption or foster care, I have found don't always understand that. Um, and so that's been important to have people who get it to talk to and share with. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Hazel. And um, I know there's some exciting movement forward on that front. Uh, where, where are things headed right now with your foster care situation? Um, so about three weeks ago, her bio parents um, made the incredibly hard decision to voluntary sign uh, termination of parental rights. So we are officially moving towards adoption mm -hmm. with Hazel. So. We're doing lots of paperwork and phone calls right now. But um, we are excited for that movement towards permanence for her. We love her and we're really excited to have her as part of our permanent family. Um, and also, you know, heartbroken for her family who, who made that incredible decision and really out of love for her and wanting what's best for her. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Let me pray for you all real quick. Father, we lift up uh, Megan and Trevor and, and their kids, uh, especially lifting up Hazel, just knowing that there is no good way that a child comes to that point of, of being adopted. Um, but we're thankful, Lord, that Hazel is surrounded now by a family who loves her, who cares for her, who truly has her best interests in mind. And Lord, we pray that you will continue to guide this process of the adoption of Hazel into Megan and Trevor's family. I just pray for your blessing on this family. Please give them grace and wisdom and guidance uh, through the challenges, through the ups and downs that they face. Uh, thank you for them. Thank you for your heart for adoption, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. So one thing I want to highlight just real quick is just how, even though some of the big events regarding Trevor families are, um, are done, at least for the time being, um, the impact, the legacy of Forever Families has certainly not ended. We've already highlighted multiple times how these adoption foster care support groups will continue. Um, also, I think about how Freedens is just going to continue to be a place where adoptive families, foster families, families facing challenges in parenting uh, can find a lot of support and practical resources. You've already heard mention from Rose about the neighborhood party. Neighborhood party is a direct part of the legacy of Super Saturday. It actually took place this last September on the exact same Saturday of September that Super Saturday typically takes place. And one of the reasons why a big event like that neighborhood party was easy to put on is because we have a lot of experience through Super Saturday. And we had over 200 people there, about half of whom from, were from outside the church. It drew rave reviews, great connection point for uh, people in the neighborhood. So that's a great thing. Think about our missions partnerships, including a new partnership we started this last year with the Global Fingerprints Ministry, which is a child sponsorship ministry in Nagpur, India. We're financially supporting them through our missions budget on an ongoing basis. And, and people from Freedens 
are financially sponsoring 11 children in Nagpur, India um, through Global Fingerprints. And so we have a variety of ways where the legacy of Forever Families will certainly continue. Uh, this heart for adoption and foster care and orphan care is certainly going to continue to be a part of Freedom's Church, even as the large events and the financial pieces change through the seasons. And I'd now like to invite up Shelley Lemons, who has also been a primary leader in this ministry from the beginning, and she's going to wrap up this Forever Families topic for us. Push the button twice. There you go. Is this, am I good? Oh, yeah, now I am. Okay. I just want to say thank you so much, Frieden's family, for your support of Forever Families. Um, thank you for your support on Super Saturday, whether you were donating, buying, serving uh, for the silent auction, whether you were running, walking, or serving in the 5K, whether you were baking, buying, eating, helping with a bake sale. Thank you. Thank you for all those who helped with Adoption Connection, those who spoke, those who served, those who did the really hard jobs in the childcare. Thank you. Thank you to all who come to the support groups and help with that. Um, way to go, Frieden's family. You guys have been amazing in this. Um, also, thank you for recognizing that Forever Families is like a forever journey. Many, many churches support families in the adoption process and then expect everything to be perfect the day that the child comes home. Thank you, Frieden's family, for, for walking with families even after the adoption, the foster, the process is done. That, that is hard work. And um, we see that among all the people who come to support group and the support that they have. And I personally see that in my life, in our family, the way that Freedoms has supported our family um, through our adoption journey, that the journey still continues um, as we walk with our kids as they grow up and have lots of um, things that they need help with and that we need help with. So we are so thankful for that. Um, and we're thankful for the heart of adoption of Freedom's Church that started, like Brandon said, long before Forever Families and will continue into the future because this legacy, really, guys, this is, this is why we're here, I believe, because that was, um, like Brandon said, such a holy moment um, in the interview process when we heard about the legacy of adoption that had begun even before Forever Families. And most importantly, I just want to give gratitude to God for his work in this ministry. So if you'll just pray with me. Father God, we thank you so much that we have gotten to see you at work and to join you in your work through Forever Families in, these, in this many years. And, and we thank you for your work in the legacy of adoption at this church. And we thank you for your heart for adoption and that those of us who... Um, are a part of your family, that you have adopted us and grafted us in. Lord, thank you for guiding us through this process to decide to do Forever Families and um, Adoption Connection and the support groups. Lord, thank you for growing our hearts for those in need around the world. Thank you for the way that you are helping churches and, and us individually to care for those who are fatherless around the world. 
Lord, thank you for giving us um, the opportunity to have a huge impact in the lives of families in the adoption and foster process and a huge impact in southeastern Wisconsin as we have had these events and a huge impact in the world as we have partnered with orphanages all over. Lord, thank you for giving us wisdom as we continue to be a safe harbor for foster and adoptive families. Lord, we pray that Freedoms will always be a place where foster and adoptive families and those curious about those things feel welcome and loved. Lord, thank you that you welcome each of us and that we are all made in your image. Father, we praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen.